Welcome to the Caged Vision Show, where each week we talk about one thing, putting your vision to work. So whether you're the CEO of a large company, maybe an executive within a large company, maybe you're a small company, maybe you are an entrepreneur that is just getting started. Each of you has a vision for where you want to go in the future, and we talk about how to get there, how to put that vision to work. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And Lisa, this week we are talking about Forged in Crisis, a book that was written and we both listened to the podcast, Yes, fabulous podcast, and the lady that wrote the book was being interviewed and she talked about being forged in crisis so brilliantly Lisa and I said you know what that needs to be a podcast so that's what we're going to be talking about today and the reason it's important Lisa is when they start to water the seed of their vision when they start to put it into motion you really only anticipate the upside but there will be a crisis at some point and so we're going to give you some tips today to help you uh, be prepared for when that crisis comes. You know, I think one of the interesting things, and, and I, people have heard this, but the word crisis means hidden opportunity. Did you know oh, that? Oh, I, I didn't. I, the, well, the, I don't know if I knew that, but if I did, Chinese, I forgot it. I think it's the Chinese symbol for crisis, and what it means is hidden opportunity. Hmm. And I think that if you look at that perspective, which is what um, her name is, Nancy cone from harvard that wrote the book forged in crisis and i think that the examples that she gives that's really what those people did is Mm. they took a situation that was a crisis at the time and found the hidden opportunity in it and leveraged it for success yes and by the way when we talk about crisis um the examples she uses are a bit more elevated than your 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 run-of-the-mill you know, stressful business situation, um, which we're all subject to. But the level of, of, of crisis, like true crisis from these leaders, which Lisa's going to share, I mean, it is just phenomenal. Where it, it was crisis, it wasn't crisis like this, this is going to be bad. It was crisis where, where there was self-doubt, it was crisis where they didn't know whether they were going to survive at times. Well, I think that the best example is Sir Shackleton, who was the explorer, the Arctic, Antarctic explorer. And he had the, it's called the Endurance Expedition, and they got stuck in the ice, like couldn't move. Now, you know, obviously there's no cell phone, no distress signal. Yeah, no this is nothing. that sort of 1914 19, time frame? Yeah, 1914, yeah. 1917, yeah. I believe. And they all survived. So they were up there, and these icebergs break apart, and they they basically came together and trapped the boat and then were pinching the boat and squeezing it and crush, crushing it, right? Correct, yes. And so they actually lived on the ice. They built 
um, a little camp and they lived on the ice and then they got out. It's amazing. The, the ice, you know, when spring, I mean, let's define spring and in Antarctica, there's really not spring, but it's, you know, a little less cold and a yeah. little less frozen, but they all survived. But, but when asked about it later, all of the crew members said that Sir Shackleton never let them like he never displayed that he was concerned or worried he always said we've got this we're gonna make it through um one of the things that psychologists analyze about that expedition is that the whole lord of the flies Mm. scenario didn't occur um there was no breakdown of social order everyone remained supportive of each other and it was all because of shackleton and his leadership ability in a time of crisis amazing amazing okay so we have got uh something when, when so speaking of the ship that was surrounded when surrounded by, by friction, which is all of these forces, uh, we've, we've got a quote that Lisa's going to read from, from the podcast, and it might be from the book as well, but from the podcast that I just loved, and, and we've, um, we decided to highlight it. The David Foster Wallace quote, or the, oh, um, yes, figure out how to dial down the high... Wait, I can't yeah, read sorry. this. So figure the high out. waves. Carrie's written this on a board that's across from me because, okay, I'm just going to have a moment and a rabbit. And when we record these podcasts, what you all don't know is I'm facing a whiteboard, and on the whiteboard we have an outline. Carrie faces me because he can't look at the whiteboard because if he looks at the whiteboard, then he kind of loses where we are. So it's my job to sort of <laughs> keep us going on this outline. But today he has written this in orange and it is hard. It's hard to read. really hard to read okay so all that being said i'm gonna try this again here is a quote can, can i defend the, myself there yes. real quick i can look at a whiteboard it just has to be empty <laughs> and then i'm and then i'm good to go but an outline that i have to follow just can't do yeah i know yeah anyway go ahead so figure out how okay so when surrounded by friction Figure out how to dial down the high waves and fast winds. And you have to figure out how to dial that down by a couple of different ways, right? You you need to be thoughtful, Hmm. resilient, broad-looking, emotionally aware, and patient. You really have to be patient and show restraint. Yeah, forbearing forbearing and patient and restrained. So let's take those one at a time because I think we need to just sort of highlight each of those because um, when I love the way when, you know, when the waves are high and the winds, you can just imagine being in a storm. Okay. How do we collect ourselves and and get to a point where we can uh, turn this? Well, be a leader, be a leader. So first to respond is making yourself, making yourself thoughtful, right? The first is this, okay, we're in this situation. Um, let's think through the scenarios. Let's, let's be aware. Let's not just start charging in one direction without being thoughtful. Anything well, to add there, Lisa? Yeah, and I think one of the things that she said um, in the podcast, which I thought was great, was when she talks about when people bring you a crisis— and they want you to respond. 
Like they're bringing you this problem because they want you to respond. And, and her statement was, you don't always have to respond quickly. Take time, think through it, make sure that you are making the right answer. So very uh, good. Uh, that, yeah, I, because uh, I think we jump to giving people an answer that, it, you know, we need to gather information. We need to figure out all the different decision trees. Yeah, so yeah. be thoughtful. So, so be thoughtful. And the second is be resilient because more than likely, and in the example with the, the ship that was the ship that was trapped, um, you're, you're going to think through the best scenario that you think, the best outcome, and you're going to move towards that. But when it doesn't, you have to be resilient. And, and that is one where when, when you're in a storm, the first answer needs to be well thought out. But if the first answer does not yield what you want, you have to stick with it. You have to stay the course and be resilient. And then the next is to be broad looking. So don't just anticipate this is my only path. Look around and, 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 and start to take in, okay, what are the outcomes uh, that could happen? And what are things that I've never thought about before? And, and that might be my second, third, and fourth option. If the you first know, and I okay. always love that. I always love to have more than one option because I feel like a lot of times, and I've said it before, the first option is not very realistic. Yeah. And I think that by the time you get to the third or fourth decision tree, looking at those different options, you start really expanding your, I mean, you, you become broad looking, mm -hmm. right? I mean, mm -hmm. I was going to say expanding your horizons, but really you become broad looking because you get out of your narrow niche yes 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 and then emotionally aware clearly people are going to come to you and they're going to be stressed and they're going to need uh, you to be plugged into where they are and being able to meet them there is probably a pretty good idea yes if more leaders could be emotionally aware you know that's the whole culture situation i think holds true here and it holds true for what Shackleton did on the endurance you know he had to be emotionally aware he had to understand what everybody was going through on that boat and talk them off a ledge um, okay so that when when, the, when you do this it yields right they're saying that it gives you something the 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 result of this is here we go with the light the light orange writing again right it says um, the friction around you will decline and the effectiveness in achieving a mission increases. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And there's another quote in here, Lisa, that we just loved. It's probably your favorite, right? It is my favorite. Okay. And I, I love what she said. This, this quote is by David Foster Wallace. And it, he wrote this, she called it a riff. And he did it when he was riding with McCain during his presidential run. And what he says is, real leaders are individuals who help us overcome the limitations of our own weaknesses and selfishness and laziness and fears. And real leaders get us to do harder, better things than we can get ourselves to do on our own. 
Oh Isn't that awesome? It's so good. It's so good. And another quote that she says in there is that people want the ocean without the waves. Isn't that so true? I mean, we, we all want, and I talked about when, when unlocking your cage vision, when all you think about are green pastures, all you think about is upside. We want the ocean without the waves, but there is going to be waves. Just, just be prepared. You know that already. We're here preparing. We've dedicated an entire podcast to help you be prepared for the waves. And your, your team that you build, they're going to look to you as a leader, and they're going to look to you to help them navigate through these difficult times and to make them do things that otherwise they wouldn't think are possible. And I, I think that the encouragement, you know, leaders have to encourage and guide and, you know, all the things we said earlier about being resilient and emotionally aware, but they also have to know when to push their people. Yes. And, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It, it makes people grow and yeah. do more than they think that they can. Those are the best leaders. Well, you know, we talk about this so often, and the framework of addicts is, is, is exactly designed to not just tell people they need to go in a direction, but tell them the direction where you're going with confidence, lay out the vision, and then lay out the plan that knows their participation in the plan in a way that makes it crystal clear the expectations and it's and letting them know these are cha- these are challenges but we cannot stay still and by the way this system helps you uh, is designed to make sure that it's all tied together it's also designed to make sure that you know that I'm here for you through this and that is a big component of it it's not just saying hey we're going to achieve big things and we're going to have a sales meeting or we're going to have a kickoff meeting and then leaving people to their own devices. Yeah, people do not need to be left to their own devices because they need to understand the leader's vision and they need to understand what the objective is so everybody's on the same page. Things we grabbed out of this podcast, it says you can't take on big things without also acknowledging and using friction around that cause. You can't do it without the leader and the people around them framing the stakes of that friction, understanding what's good, what's bad, and what are the trade-offs. That's such a simple message, something that we all know, but really so good to hear. Yes, because friction is not a bad thing. No, it's not. Friction is a good thing. Friction makes things better. What is it that they said at the beginning? Without friction, we wouldn't have sparks. And without sparks, we wouldn't have fire. Yeah. You know? So, and uh, what was it? And friction makes babies. And friction makes babies. Yeah. So, <laughs> so listen, when you, are, when you start to unlock your caged vision, and when you start to build out your vision, when you start to lay out the plan, and hopefully we've given you some good tips and advice along the way, you're going to experience this friction. Hopefully you'll come back to this podcast. I would reference the podcast number, but I have no idea. I do know that we're over 52 Woo-hoo! because last week was our podcast birthday. Turned one. We should have said happy birthday. We should have said happy birthday. Well, we, we did, did on, on Friday, Friday fun, fun fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So um, hopefully you're liking the new format. Lisa's got some special guests that she is going to be interviewing, which is fabulous. I've got a few that I'm working on. And so we're just really excited to continue to bring you encouragement and confidence in achieving your vision and turning it into a, a reality that really we want you to be able to turn that into real, a reality that maybe you'll, you'll be, get to experience in friction one day because that'll be a good thing. That means you're achieving what you want. Yeah? Yeah, well done. Well, good enough. All right. Hey, thanks. We'll see you next week. Thanks.